0: Hey, brucham avon. Welcome, everyone. Thank you, everyone, for coming. We want to welcome all of our Torah Anytime viewers. Parshas Vayichi. Vayichi is the last parasha on Sefer Bereshis, and it speaks about the patira of Yaakov Avinu. Even though Yaakov Avinu, the Torah tells us, that he passes away, and yet the Gemara says Yaakov Avinu lo'ymais, which itself is a, a very complex topic. And after, of course, Yosef and the brothers bury Yaakov Avinu. So they return to Mitzrayim. And in my opinion, we have one of the most difficult psukim in the entire Chumash. A very difficult Pasuk. <coughs> the Pasuk says the following. Vayashav Yosef Mitzrayim. Yosef returns to Mitzrayim. Hu vi'achav, him and his brothers. V'chol and everyone who went out with him. Likbar asaviv. To bury their father. After he buried his father. No kidding, after he buried his father. You can't come back from burying your father before you bury your father. Right? What does the Pasuk mean? They returned from burying their father after they buried their father. I mean, obviously. Right? You can't return from doing something before you accomplish it. I mean, it's, it's the same words. Repeat themselves again and again. Likmar esaviv, very difficult problem. Very difficult problem. Here we have another difficulty. Look in number two. This is in Parak Nun And Yosef tells Paro, you know, Paro, you have to let me go and, and bury my father in the land of Canaan. Look what he says. He says, Avi Hishbiyani my father made me swear, saying, Hine Anoichimeis, behold, I'm dying, B'Kivri, asher karisili b'Eretz Canaan, in the kever, in the grave, that I karisili... Shama tikbereini. That's where you should bury me. What do the words mean? Asher Kariseli. Right. So Rashi says, Ashar karisili, kipshutai. Like it means. Like a man digs. In other words, Yaakov Avinu says, You know where you should bury me? In the grave that I dug. In other words, ya- Yaakov is saying that he himself dug his own grave. Now, when did Yaakov dig, dig the grave? Not moments before he passed away, obviously not. Yaakovina passes away in Egypt. He's not buried, he's buried in Nimar Samachpela. He's buried in Mitzrayim, buried in Eretz Yisrael. And yet the Torah is saying, Yaakov dug his own grave. Okay, so you hear that, it sounds a little strange. But it's a more than a little strange. You're not allowed to dig your own grave. Who says you're not allowed to dig your own grave? So, we have something called the Tzava of Rabbi Huda HaChassid. Rabbi Hudah HaChassid was one of the early Rishinim. He was born in Speyer in Germany in the year 1150. And he had an ancient Kabbalistic tradition about the precise meaning of the tefilos and how many words each tefila has to have. And Rabbi Hudah HaChassid wrote an ethical will. And there's a lot of discussion in Jewish literature as to whether we are bound to fulfill and to keep the ethical will of Rabbi Hudah HaChassid. I'll give you some examples of what it says in Rabbi Hudah HaChassid's ethical will. He, he says, uh, don't marry a woman who has the same name as your mother. Right? And there are people who get very nervous about, you know, Rabbi Hudah And There's one of the things, Rabbi, Rabbi Hudah HaChassid was, will say, don't shave on Rosh Chodesh. That's also, you know, in... Uh, my is true for a man, uh, a woman yes. uh, I shouldn't marry a man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Her. He specifically talks about uh, a mother-in-law. Now that, the, the, the second thing I said, in uh, yeshiva, they always said, better not to actually shave on Rosh Chodesh. But these all come from Rabbi Huda Chassid, And people get very scared when they hear, oh, Rabbi Huda Chassid said not to do it. You know, something that people know you're not allowed to do, you know, let's say stealing. So yeah, people, yeah, yeah, steal, no steal. But Rabbi Huda Chassid. You know, anytime it's like some kind of spiritual, mystical thing, people get very nervous about it, right? They say, it would have been good if Lai Sigzal was in the Tzava of Rabbi Yehuda HaChasid. But, in any case, one of the things Rabbi Yehuda HaChasid tells us, and not only one of them, the second thing in his Sefer is, don't dig your own grave. <clears throat> Can you imagine that? Of all the dozens of things in the Tzavah, of Rabbi Huda HaKhasid, the second thing he writes is, don't dig your own grave, it's dangerous, It's dangerous. He writes, look at number 4. Don't dig a grave and leave it open. Unless you're putting in the body on that day. If you leave it open throughout the night until the morning, He guarantees someone in the city will die. So Rehuda HaChassid is saying, don't dig a grave before you put in the dead body. And here, Yaakov Avinu is saying, where should you bury me? In the spot that I dug. Yeah, a You buy a grave, but it's not dug yet. You buy the spot. And then when the person passes away, they dig it then. So but Rabbi Huudah Hasid is saying, you're not to leave a grave open. So you say, okay, it's only the tzavah, it's only the ethical will of Rabbi Huudah Hasid did Yaakov Avinu have to keep the ethical will? Especially, you say, if you say the ethical will of Rabbi Chasid is only for his descendants, Yaakov Avinu was not a descendant of Rabbi Huda Chasid. The problem is. Rabbi Huda Chassid was a descendant of Rabbi Ha-Chassid. The problem is that the Rama in Shulchan Aruch brings this down la halacha that one may not dig a grave and leave it open. It's a halacha in Shulchan Aruch. Look, look at number five. The Rama writes on the second line: Asr Shum. Kever Leois Pasuach It is prohibited to leave a grave open till the next day. Shalo if you're not gonna bury. And then the Ramah adds for good measure. sa You know, to guarantee no one's gonna dare do such a thing, the Ramah writes if you do it, it's dangerous. He doesn't just mean because someone might fall into it. Mystically, Kabbalistically, it's very dangerous to dig a grave and leave it open. So what's Yaakov Avinu saying? Bury me in the grave that he dug. He was not authorized to dig a grave. Okay. So, we're going to feature a Maramakom that I don't believe we uh, featured yet in the Wednesday night cheer, And that is Shaila Setshuvas Minchas Elazar from the Munkat Rebbe. And uh, Shaila, right? If you want to know who he is, you can watch him on YouTube. There's a famous uh, video of the Munkat Shireba, right? Warning the Jews in America to keep Shabbos. Yeah, that's what they say. Anyway, the Mincha Salazar says like this. The Mincha Salazar says, How? He asks, look at number 6. This is in Chela Gimel, Simen Yud Gimel. He wants to know, how is Yaakov Avinu allowed to dig his own grave? What about the Yitzvah of Rabbi Yehuda Ha-Khasid? So the Mincha Salazar says, You know what you learned from here? Yaakov Avinu wasn't concerned with the Yitzvah of Rabbi Yehuda Ha-Khasid. It's not binding. The Tzavah Rabbi Yudah is not binding on everyone. It's not an absolute obligation to follow the Tzavah Rabbi Yudah First worry about the Chumash, then worry about the Gemara and the Mishnah Brura. When you're, when you're done with that, then you could think about Rabbi Huda Hasid, right? You know, when you stop speaking Lashonara, then you worry about the Tzavah Rabbi Huda Hasid. But then the Mincha Salazar says a very interesting possibility, how Yaakov Avinu was not violating the Tzavah Rabbi Yudah Listen to this. He says, where was Yaakov Avinu buried? In Israel. Where did Rabbi Huda HaChassid live? Germany. There is a major difference in halacha between the land of Israel and Germany. In Eretz Yisrael, if somebody dies, someone passes away, they bury them on that very day. What if the relatives aren't there yet? Too bad. What if, you know, somebody has to come in from overseas and they want to be there? Too bad. Laisalen, Nevlasai, Alav, Minah Yirushalayim is the day the person passes away, they bury that day, they may even bury at night. What if it's for the honor of the mace to postpone the kvura? Too bad. They bury on that very day. And therefore, says the Mincha Salazar, in Eretz Yisrael, where they have to bury on that day, so if they don't prepare the grave in advance, they're not going to be able to bury on that day. Plus, in Eretz Yisrael, it's very hot. And if you leave the, the body longer than necessary, the body may rot. And plus, in Eretz Yisrael, it's rocky terrain. Right? Like Hevron. Hebron, Hebron is, is mountainous. It's rocky terrain. And therefore, if they don't prepare the grave in advance, you're not going to be able to expedite the burial. So because of all of these reasons, in Eretz Yisrael, because you're involved in fulfilling the mitzvah of kevura of burial, they are allowed to ignore the danger of leaving a grave open. Why? Why are they allowed to ignore the danger of leaving the grave open? Because since they're involved in a mitzvah, what's the mitzvah? Burial? There's a concept, if you're involved in a mitzvah, you don't have to worry about Kabbalistic and supernatural dangers. You're involved in something so much more important, you don't have to worry about these mystical uh, dangers. And therefore, in Eretz Yisrael, you are permitted, says Rudmin Salazar, to dig a grave. And leave it open. But in Germany or anywhere outside of Yerushalayim, where they very often don't bury on the same day. If great Aunt Tilda isn't there, they'll postpone it to the next day, right? If you know if the second cousin wants to be there, they postpone it because of Kavan So if anyway in Chutzareth and plus the the dirt, the ground is very soft in Chutzaretz. And plus, it's cold. So because of all these factors, says Amincha Salazar, you may postpone. The burial till the next day. And therefore it's not necessary to dig the grave. And if you dig the grave and you leave it open, it's very dangerous. And that's what Rabbi Hudayi HaFassel was talking about. Uh, in the Midbar, didn't uh, the people end up digging their own graves? Ah, uh, good. Only, only about two and a half percent so, of the people died. So there they dug their own grave. But we're going to see, if you're going in they're on that down, day, down there. so that's then awesome. uh, you're okay. The problem is digging the grave and leaving it, leaving it open. So that's the problem we're getting around. How was Yaakov Avinu allowed to dig his own grave? The answer is, it was in Israel, it was hot, it was rocky, they had a bury on that day, because of all these factors, they were able to ignore the tzava of Rabbi Huda HaChassid. It was 17 years before. Yeah, it wasn't that yeah you never know. <laughs> right? You never know. That's okay. did to get to the Israel, the wasn't there. I don't know. So it doesn't say. Anything? I don't think so. I'm not familiar. So what, Rabbi, so what we're going to explore this evening is a most masterful explanation how Yaakov Avino was permitted to dig his own grave, and he was not in violation of this tzava of Rabbi Yehuda HaKhassan. Okay. <clears throat> when you're sitting around the table, right? You're invited. You have some friends to to uh, say דבר or to have some refreshments and there are two people at the table, yeah? How do you situate the seating arrangements? Okay, you have, so you say, well, we have to first determine who is the greater of the two, okay? So that's what we say. We have Ruven and Shimon. Ruven is the greater one. Where should Ruven sit? Where should Shimon sit? The table. So the Yushami says, Ruvain sits on the right side, Shimon sits on the left side, okay? What if you have three people at the table? How do you make the seating arrangements? How do you make the seating arrangements so you have three people at the table? The gadol is in the middle. The next Chashav is on the right side. And the next one is on the left side. Okay? So if you have two people, the most Chashav one on the right, the next one on the left. If you have three people, the Chashav one in the middle, the next one on the right, the other one on the left side. Fine. Says Yushaomi, Mesach the Tainus Paragdalit. How do they bury the Avais? Abraham, Yitzhak, and Yaakov. How do they bury the avos? Says the Gemara, the Yushami says, Amar Shmo Yitzhak, Avais, <laughs> Derech, Hasev, The Avais are buried the way you sit around the table. The same way you sit around the table. Reuven and Shimon, Reuven on the right side. Reuven, Shimon and Levi, if let's say Reuven is the greater one, Reuven in the middle, Shimon on the right side, Levi on the left side says the Gemara, the Avos are buried the way you sit around the table. Says the Rugged you ready for this? Yeah, if you walk out tonight and somebody asks, you have a good Rugged to stay over? So this is what you tell them. Says the Rugged so think about it. Avraham was buried, they put, him, they put him in the ground. Then Yitzchak passes away. On what side do they put Yitzchak? On the right side? Or on the left side? On the left side. Avram's the father. Yitzhak's the son. Avram gets right, the right side. Yitzhak gets the left side. Comes Yaakov Avino. Yaakov Avino passes away. Where are they going to put Yaakov? On the, on the right side? You can't put Avraham in the middle. Yaakov, the grandson, on the right side. And Yitzhak, the son, on the left side. So says the Raghashav, what do they have to do? They had to disinter Yitzhak. Yitzhak. Take him from the left side, put him on the right side, and put Yaakov on the left side. You got this? I know it's a very exciting topic, but that's what we're talking about tonight. Yeah, Avraham and Yitzchak, how do they do it? They put Avraham on the right, Yitzchak on the left. And then when Yaakov passes away, they have to remove Yitzchak, put Yitzchak on the right side, put Yaakov on the left side. Says the Raghad Shavar, now the Pesach reads like a glove. Listen to this. Yeah. Look at number one. <laughs> Vayashav Yosef Mitzrayimah. Yosef returns to Mitzrayim. Who, <laughs> him, the Echov, and his brothers, v'chol ha'oy likbar Asaviv, after they buried their father, Yaakov. And when did that occur? Acharei Kavra Yesaviv, after they buried his father, Yitzchak. You hear that? That's how the Rage Shavu, that's the simple explanation of the Pasuk. V'chal ha'olem likbar aviv to bury Ya'akov, acharei k'avra after they buried, not Ya'akov, the father of Ya'akov, Yitzchak. That's how the Rage Shavu reads the Pasuk. <laughs> Comes along a Tamil Chacham by the name of Rabbi Yisrael, Dender okay? And he says the following. So now we have a beautiful answer. How Yaakov did not violate the Tzavah of Rabbi Hudah HaChassid. Because what, when did Yaakov dig his own grave? One day he woke up in the morning and he decided to dig a grave for himself. No. He, oh. he dug a grave for Yitzchak. That he knew that ultimately he would be in that grave one day. So what happened was Abraham passes away, they bury him. Then Yaakov digs a grave to the left side of Avraham that they didn't leave open even for one moment. You know who they put in that grave immediately? Yitzchak. And then when Yitzhak, then when Yaakov passes away, right before he passes away, he says, bury me in the grave that I dug for myself. So we asked, what do you mean he dug for himself? He wasn't allowed to dig a grave and leave it open. The answer is he didn't leave it open. Yitzchak had occupied that grave from the moment it was dug until Yaakov is brought to that spot. They disinter Yitzchak. They put Yitzchak on the right side. Yaakov goes into the grave that he that he dug, and according to this, Yaakov Avinu was never in violation of the Tzavah of Rabbi Hudah HaChassid. So in case you were wondering, did Yaakov violate the Tzavah of Rabbi Hudah The answer is a resounding no. Okay. Let us move on. That is one explanation for the Pasuk that Yaakov says, bury me in the grave, asher karisili that I dug for myself. Rashi brings another explanation. Rashi, if you take a look in... Number 12. Rashi brings down. You know what karisi means? Lashon kari dagor. It means a pile. Says Rashi. Yaakov avinu took all the silver and all the gold that he made that he acquired in Lavan's house. He piled it in front of Esav and he says, Esav, I will give you all of my money for the shear in the mi'ara sanachpeva. Now let's think about that for a moment. We know who was technically the firstborn? Esav. Esav. Yaakov bought the firstborn from Esav. Yaakov took the brachos from Esav. But the Maras HaMachpelah, technically speaking, who owned the Maras HaMachpelah? Two-thirds to Esav, one-third to Yaakov, right? Esav was the firstborn, he gets double portion. Two-thirds to Esav, Yaakov has one-third. He goes over to Esav, he says, all my money that I acquired in Lavan's house, it's all yours for your share in Maras HaMachpelah. So the Sefer Be'er Yosef, Rav Yosef Salant, asks a very obvious question. He wants to know, why? I mean, this is not good business practice, right? You want to buy something off someone. Right? You start low. You say, you know, I'll give you 50 cents for it. Oh, the guy said, no, 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 no. I'll give you $5. You don't say to a guy, oh, you're selling that? Here's $50 million. Right? You don't work your way down when you're trying to buy something. You work your way up. So why would Yaakov go to Esau? Here's all my money in the... Uh, Marv, that I made in love house for Maras I mean, that doesn't make any sense. It's not like Esav had a major asking price. Remember when Yaakov bought the the birthright? How much money did he offer? Oh, a, bowl, a bowl of beans. So now, you know, Yaakov offered beans the first time. You should say, Esav, here's a piece of kishka. Give me the Maras Pela. What's he offering all his money for? Esav wasn't asking for a lot of money. He probably could have gotten away with a lot less than all of his money. So the Be'er Yosef says a very beautiful pshat. The Be'er Yosef says that remember when Yaakov was returning from Chutzlar at the Eretz Yisrael Vayira Yaakov Ma'od He He's very afraid. Yaakov Avinu was very afraid. What was Yaakov so scared of? So the Medrash tells us Yaakov was afraid of two Zuchusim that Esav had. What were they? The mitzvah of Yishav Eretz Yisrael, for 22 years, Esav was living in the land of Israel. Yaakov wasn't. And the other mitzvah was, keep it up. Esav was serving his father for 22 years. Yaakov wasn't. Because Esav had these two mitzvahs and uh, Yaakov did not, Yaakov was very afraid. So Yaakov says, I have a great trick to sort of strip Esav of these two zechusim. I'm going to go over to Esav. And I'm going to see how much does he really love Eretz Yisrael. How much does he really worry about honoring his parents? Because he has an opportunity to remain in the land of Israel forever. Next to his parents. And I'm going to demonstrate to Hashem that I would offer all of my money to be able to honor my parents by being buried next to them in the land of Israel. And this bum Esau is willing to give up, give it all up for some money. So Yaakov Avinu says about Yosef offers all of his money that he acquired in Lavan's house, mm-hmm. for the right to honor his parents by being buried next to them, and to be buried in Eretz Yisrael, to show the Rebun that after all, Esav is not such a great proponent of Yishuv Eretz Yisrael, and the Mitzvah of Kibbutu Avim. is the paradigm of Kibbutu Yeah, <laughs> up to a point. <laughs> up to a point. <laughs> yeah. The Hesef, Yana e'esakav. Okay. Now, here comes the fun part. Okay, you ready? <coughs> if I ask you, who is buried in the Maras HaMachpelah? So you say, you know, it's called Kiryas Arba. You have four, four pairs. You have Adam and Chava, Avraham and Sarah, Yitzchak and Rivka, Yaakov and Leah. Anybody else? Yes, Everybody knows, right? From the time you're three years old, right? <laughs> Even before you know Moidaani, you know that Esav's head is buried in the Maras HaMachpelah. the rest of his body. Good question. Yeah, even ask That's what we're here to discover. Where is no. the rest of Asaph? And is his head really in the Marath Machpelah? No. Come on, his head? Where does that come from? <laughs> right, so, first of all, there's an amazing Vilna Gaid in Pashas Chayisara. It says in Pashas Chayisara seven times <coughs> it says like this Ekbarah Mesi, Kivar Mesecha, Mi Kivar Mesecha, Likbarath Mesi, Kivar Mesecha. It says seven times to bury the dead. Now, anybody who knows a little Hebrew would, under, would understand immediately that we could get by that whole parsha with saying the words, bury the dead, maybe one or two times. We don't have to keep on repeating, bury the dead, bury the dead. We get the point. We know what we do with the dead already. You bury them. And the Torah reiterates, bury the dead, bury the dead, bury the dead. And the last time it says, the dead bury." So the Vilna guy wants to know why six times it says, bury the dead, and a seventh time it says, the dead, bury. So the Gemara says like this, we know Tzadikim, even when they're dead, they're, it's like they're alive. Okay, it's like they're alive. Yeah, okay. Not they're actually alive. It's like they're alive. But, but, the rishonim, the wicked, even when they're alive, they're they're it's like dead. they're dead. So the Gemara asks, if tzaddikim. Are considered like they're alive even when they're dead, then what do they need Trias HaMesim for? Why does Hashem have to revive someone who's already alive? Says the Gemara, one moment before Trias <coughs> HaMesim, the Tzadikim will die so Hashem could revive them. It's the Gemara in the Shabbos, Kufnun Beis. right? You're almost there in the Dach Yom. Kufnun Beis. So the Gemara says, Tzadikim will die one moment before Trias HaMesim so Hashem could revive them. So it comes out like this. Rishayim, first they die, right? They're dead their whole life. And then they're buried. Sadikim, first they're buried, and then they die. Because they're always alive until the moment of the revival of the dead. So the grass says, we have six people who needed to be buried in the Mara mm-hmm. Abraham, Avraham, Sarah, Yitzchak, Rivka, Yaakov, Leah, Kevar Mesecha, Kivar, Mesecha, Kevar Mesecha, Kivar, Mesecha. K'var Meisachah, K'var Meisachah, K'var Meisachah. Bury the dead. Because these are tzaddikim. First they're buried and then they die. But you have one individual who's a Russia, and he's dead even before he's buried and that's Esav. And the Gra makes reference to Esav's head. And that's why it says the seventh time, Meisachah K'var. That's the Vilna.